Welcome to Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. Once again, I am Denard Blind Monkey Dale. I am Sam Mute Monkey Lego. And this week we varied the document a bit. Oh man. So so it's been uh, it's been easy mode <laughs> thus far because we've been going after just the hottest garbage. But today it's not garbage. No, today it's trash. And trash is a little bit harder. Yeah, trash is a different wavelength. I would say that in a nutritional sense, trash is like Wendy's. It is empty calories of media no, this that is... you still keep on eating. I'm going to borrow something that you once said about Caribbean food, which is that this show is the smoking of anime. <laughs> yeah, you just... Maybe you enjoy it, but oh man, it's bad for you. You go through a long day before you hit your domestic girlfriend, domestic Canada, whichever title you want to go for. And you say you're just going to peel off one cigarette. And after that one hit, you look down and the entire and pack is and empty. And you're caught the fuck up on the season. You're caught the fuck up on the season. It looks like you texted your ex at some point. You don't know when that happened. I guess that's the main character's decision making rubbing off on you. People are referring to you as a sad boy now. It's true that this show is often... It seems it's best played at real sad boy hours as far it, as I Absolutely tell. real sad boy. Oh, so it needs a proper deduction. It, yeah. This week exclusively we're not this week we are exclusively talking about domestic nakana joe or domestic girlfriend as it's uh, now being called now that it's got an adaptation uh, i'm actually familiar with this series from way back in one of my more depressive streaks i uh i shotgunned the whole fucking manga up to current uh, which was this was a couple years ago so mm. i'm no longer caught up on it but uh yeah no i'm this is an old friend that I am greeting right here today. The second he told me that story... Oh, man, it's... I knew I had to see this show, because I had my own incident with a sort of empty calorie piece of media on a similar pseudo-soap opera wavelength. Mm-hmm. Only, it wasn't a weeaboo thing. It was actually a French-Canadian comic called Les Nombrils or The Belly Buttons. I probably mangled the French for that. I was generically sad at the time, because I had a, my mom was sick at the time, and I was sort of parsing that... So, in this hotel room in North Carolina, in, I want to say, a 12-hour spread of just reading teenage comics, <laughs> I now have a semi-encyclopedic knowledge of the belly buttons. And I, of the first half or so, so far, of uh, Domestic Nakana Joe, and I have to tell you, I think I get soap operas a little bit more. After, you feel uh, closer to that? After the, yeah, no, I understand why people watch them now. Um, it, it was something that completely escaped me. Uh, because I, like, in fairness, because I just really never tried to understand. Yeah, you're, we're normally at school or work or sleeping off a drunk when most soap operas are on. Mm-hmm. Which shows something about marketing, because we weren't even in a position to be exposed to the average soap opera. No, I think the closest I've ever come to watching a soap opera was... um watching that one Will Ferrell uh, movie called La Casa de Mi Padre, which I remember actually being pretty goddamn side-splitting, and I'm not even that into Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell has his moments. I remember that whole thing where he played the president back... It was either during the Bush administration or shortly in the aftermath, but... He played the president? Yeah, yeah, he did an impression. It was like a one-man show kind of thing, and he just basically ripped on the administration for an hour, as anyone should do as someone I think who's it's alive because he during was the, the guy, Bush or Trump administration. It's mm-hmm. because he was the guy playing um, playing Bush on Saturday Night Live during the Bush era. 
But oh, I was absolutely so... not watching Saturday Night Live at that point, nor was I paying that much attention to the wider media sphere in general. Okay, so that's the equivalent to one of those SNL original movies then, only they made it a one-man show. Because for once they showed some sense of restraint, I guess, which mm-hmm. is different for them, but good job. Alright, so that's our high level here, right? Let's, like, get into it. Yeah, let's... Oh, man, I want to sink my fucking teeth into this, like, this juicy trash sandwich that it is. So... (laughs) I'm going to be straight with you guys right now. I kind of fucking love this show. Like, not because it's good or anything. I don't think... I don't think you could say that it is good, but because it's... It's just delicious. I'm existing in some kind of state of cognitive dissonance over here. You don't really have a positive or negative critical reaction to watching a car hit another car in traffic. <laughs> you just sort of are transfixed upon that car. I hope you have some reaction to it, but... So, episode one. It starts, it just starts right out the gate with our main character losing his virginity. He is just hooked up with this uh, with this girl that he has met at a mixer, which... Okay, sure, fine. For context, uh, he's a high, he's high school age because anime. Because anime. Although he happens to be a senior, which is about like three or four years older than your average uh, than your average anime protagonist. They really, really fucking love sticking him in sophomore year and not letting him leave. Yeah, it's a uh, it makes things that happen marginally less weird than they would be, but it still gets very weird. Mm. So he goes to meet his friend, and there's a real character establishment thing where. He tackles this friend. He tackles his friend. And says, you're soft, but not as soft as the woman I just slept with. <laughs> and my first thought was that this man is probably a murderer. No, well, there is this great kind of sense of dawning horror you get over the course of the first couple episodes. I think it, you can pick up on it by the end of the first episode. Um, the protagonist of this show, not so well, is the biggest fucking creep show, guys. <laughs> Oh my god, with this guy. I can't even begin. I think he may be a vampire. Like, he sort of pulls other people into himself. And the whole time, he pitches it as being about his emotions. He's just such a weak fuck. (laughs) Who, like, makes everything worse. Every temptation that you stumble upon or struggle with in life, Natsuo looks at that and says, give me two. Give me two of them. The second that this kid is out of high school, he is going to be hooked on three things. What is the price? Is it at someone else's expense? I will pay that price. So this is Mixer at this karaoke booth. Natsuo sleeps up. This girl's name is Rui. She's like the say, like sort of soft-spoken cold type they're going for. There. They're kind of like the, you know, the Rei Ayanami type. I think this may end up being a recurring thing. If- I mean, the anime industry made it a recurring thing, not us. Rei Ayanami yeah, yeah, so, has anyway, such a goddamn lineage. You know, the character, like, hard outside, soft inside, whatever, yada yada. So, this is the one thing he doesn't really manipulate his way into, mm-hmm. in that she propositions him, brings him back to her place, they do the deed, it's both of their first times, or whatever. And she describes it as, well, that was a thing, which... Oh man, it's real sad boy hour. This is such a fucking sad boy show. Maybe that's why I like that it. That was a thing. Is that like the emotional connection equivalent of is it in yet? Something along those lines. Yeah, I just... Here, here's the thing. Up to now, right? At this point, Natsuo is blameless, right? This is, you know, maybe they're a little young, but you know, at 17, if you're both 17, you know, like kids have sex. That is the thing that they do. 
I'm not going to be like so puritanical as to hold it against either of them. They've made a choice, right? They don't seem to regret this choice at all. It's fine. Everyone involved is fine. And then... We have figure two. And then we are introduced to the rest of the show. Figure two, I think, judging by the opening, there are going to be four people in this. I guess that's a love pentagon. It's just the three. Just the three? Okay. Having read read a good deal of it, it it never goes beyond the three. Or at least it hasn't in my... I guess I'll just ignore the OP of this program then. But enter girl two in this love triangle, who is his teacher. His hot teacher. Which... I actually wrote this down. Enter Hina-chan, teacher from Brazzers video. (laughs) I actually think that the animators did right by this series by giving her character design just a little bit more character than she had in the manga. In the manga, one um, one of the things that I noticed while I was reading it is just how strikingly generic uh hina's character design was and they actually gave her something i don't know what it was it was there's this genesis qua to it in the anime so mrs bad touch that's what i was originally calling her when i was watching this because at that time i assumed that she would have more moral fault in the situation than our protagonist i mean she does not as much but she does this is a bit like that story they tell you in middle school where they ask you to rank how wrong everyone in the story was (laughs) And, like, and everyone I I in this be, story is definitely wrong. I think with the three of them, I might be, uh, one, three, two, and he's one, two, three, so maybe there'll be a point of discussion, but, uh... I mean, definitely one. Natsuo is Natsuo one. Natsuo is one. This teacher has an entirely inappropriate emotional relationship with this student. It's, you know, it could be very, very, at best, described as flirty. Perhaps too much so, given that he is a minor. But there's essentially just a lot of emotional dumping going on, and mm-hmm. once again, it's one of those things where, like, on the text level of the show, it's, like, just sort of a sad boy thing, like, oh, if only she liked me, at least maybe I can lose myself in this Rui girl a bit. But as I watch it, I, I basically see him he, him mentally, like, drumming his fingers just together. waiting for his shot, and kind of, I don't know if they were going for this. Here's the thing. When I was watching this, right, it had been several years, I had kind of forgotten about this guy and his character. And I was trying to remember, oh, is he just some bland, you know, stand-in, sign-in protagonist? No, no, he's not. No, there's something subtle and devious about this guy. (laughs) Everything he does seems to be just, he is this creature that wants and he doesn't seem to care what that costs. He just wants it. And he will do whatever it takes. He will sink however low he needs to sink in order to get it. Yeah, I call it prison school's dark other in this way. Like, he is as boner-driven mentally as any of those characters. But it just manifests in this somewhere between Sunny and Philadelphia Walter White moment. With the Breaking Bad thing, this show's prestige, this show's flourish, it's opening tried where I knew I would watch at least four more episodes of this complete nonsense, is when his dad comes home, and his dad's a widower, and you know, that's unfortunate, you know, that's unfortunate, no one mm-hmm. likes to lose a parent that way, but he says, I think I'm going to remarry. Okay. Okay, says the kid. So and I, I, I don't see know if things the are... wheels turning in slow motion. So I don't know if things are different in Japan, right? Yeah. But maybe maybe I'm getting a little bit nitpicky here. But 
he seems to have never heard that he was dating again uh or that it was this serious uh but but here we are hey son i've been in a pretty serious relationship for i have to imagine at least the at least bare minimum the last several months probably years i would figure i don't know maybe his dad's on the same decision wave making wavelength as this guy yeah could be although i don't know there's nothing i have nothing but respect for this guy's dad you know as the series goes on he's if you guys if any of you guys watch riverdale right the archie andrews character his dad played by the late great luke perry he's too fucking good for his garbage son so we haven't gone to the prestige oh sorry yet. yeah no go the, for the it the prestige here he says hey you're getting a new mom and with that new mom, we're getting two new sisters. And my first thought is, no, don't you fucking dare. And they fucking did it. And they fucking did it. It's his teacher and the girl he had a one-off with that said she never wanted to see him again. And they, as they stare across each other, I think about every dark permutation that just opened up. And believe me, you might think, like, is it a subtext or text level? No, it makes, the show makes it weird on the a show, text show, like, it really didn't need to be weird, but, you know, it just has these horrible people in it that make it weird now the reason i was bringing up the walter white thing mm-hmm. was everyone talked about that key scene in breaking bad you know where he rejects the, the free money at the party right like yeah all this is avoidable that scene where his dad comes in and tells him hey meet your new family he had a chance in that moment where he could have just said okay dad cool by the way me and that girl doinked once okay i'm over it you're over it let's all move let's forward. all go for, let's go forward from here we're over it in a year we won't even remember we'll laugh about it but no nope his flesh hungers <laughs> this is honest to fucking god this this guy is i wanted to say i had this one comment that i wanted to make but i'm rethinking it now uh that this show felt kind of dishonest about how horny this dude was. But now I'm thinking, no, there's actually something very honest about how much of a creep this guy is. He seems to be spending most of his time pretending that he is not thinking exclusively with his gonads <laughs> every decision he makes. So And seems to be yeah. putting up a front of like, oh, you know, it's just me. I'm just trying to, you know, just trying to live my life here. Oh, what an awkward situation I found myself in. I'm just trying to do right by everyone. No, just he's like trying to you, get his dick sucked. It's just like how you accidentally almost ending up kissing your passed out stepsister. Yeah, that's that how happens. She ends. drinks a lot because, I don't know, being a beer drinking girl is a signifier of sex or whatever. And while she's in La La Land on the couch, he's like, I can put this all behind me if I just kiss her now, which is not how no, no, that's like no, think. that's that that that's putting something else in front of you now. That's how you become a hashtag. <laughs> and the only reason he stops is that his technically little sister, because you have to cover the full spread of the sort of fetish base in this. Oh yeah, no, there's there's the uh, walks in on this. There's there's the ara ara uh, there's the ara ara side of the spectrum, and then there's the emoto side of the spectrum. I guess the teacher thing would be folded into the first half? Or? Yeah, no, 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 that's the RRR side. The RRR, you know... And this show decides that, the... like Thanos, everything must be perfectly balanced between these two. I guess it's worth noting thematically that uh, the girls' mom got cheated on by their dad, which to me is relevant in that this horrible new man's being introduced to their life, but is... It seems to have 
Well, here here's the thing. The character writing in this in this case makes some amount of sense because it seems to have at the very least instilled a healthy suspicion in Rui, the younger sister. That's sort of there. I think that's more of a generic like romantic distance that they're going to that they're going to close that. I think that coming out of armed girl Machiavellianism and handshakers you are just happy to be getting actual dialogue. I'm a little bit shell shocked. I gotta tell you that makes sense. Because in the show, like the things that happen in previous scenes lead to logical consequences in future scenes. Like it's a show that There's makes sense, which is different than anything. No, we've it's, touched it's so very, far. it is very well constructed trash. It is the most. When you back up, it is the most implausible melodramatic garbage. But no, I, no, I don't want to say garbage because that implies that it's terrible and I'm, like i'm going not back watchable. to the wendy's thing like this it's, thing it's on trash. its meme wendy social media account says like nagima freezes their beef but ours <laughs> is freshly made every day come get us come get a domestic canojo burger i wanted is, to uh this... talk about this one thing before we got to the second episode yeah go for it which was the i quote bebsy machine <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah no one of my favorite fucking little things in anime is just how they will put brands there but they don't want to pay for them so they'll spell it really fucking funny and the bebsy machine is bebsy okay i got a it's so good guys pure ear-to-ear grin out of the existence of the bebsy the machine. bebsy machine i'm pretty sure that's my monster hunter character's name Bebsy is now the official beverage of this show. Oh, absolutely. So the situation progresses where he has sexual tension with both of them. This, and alert, this, this is not about to stop. It's not about to stop. But the second one starts with her just pushing her drunk sister off the couch. Just pretty good like physical humor there. I didn't mind. And... Then she's, I guess, jealous of her older sister almost getting a date hugged by this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this is bringing back some memories here. Because this is... I don't want to belabor the point, but this is such a fucking sad boy show. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know that I'm depressed enough to watch this. <laughs> like, I am depressed, certainly, but... Yeah, he's only the amount of depressed that you are from reading headlines on a day-to-day basis... <laughs> He's not really in that dysthymic mode that got him through the first run of this, so there's a little effort involved. Like, I can function as a human being. I could get out of bed in the morning, take a shower, do chores, you know, go live my life. I feel like I'm not deep enough in this hole for this show to be for me. I feel just a little bit dishonest, you know, going on about it the way I, uh, like I'm a tourist. Me, I am all about appropriation, so I'm just sprinting through. Our main character... He goes to school. No one woke him up, even though the teacher works at that school. Which is a little gag. Which is a little gag. Yeah, going there. That, that, that was fine. That was fine. Like, they're, all, they're all in it, it now. It turns out that the girl's transferring to his school, yep. and they're in the same homeroom they're class. They're in the same class. They have this little scene together, which is, uh, which is actually a pretty amusing scene. They, they try to put together a little conspiracy... No one must know of our semi-incestual doinking. private hell private hell's doinking. I, I, I like present doinking, doinking presumably future doinking. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Spoilers 
spoilers like every like he has sex with both of them over the course of this series which really i guess that's what distinguishes this from like the not that others haven't done this but what takes it from like the normal harem like will they or won't they is that this thing just doubles down on the telenovela can they stop can they stop should why are they still like, doing yeah, this they will but should they it puts a fucking smile on my face they agree that they're going to pretend not to know each other, even though they're living together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to walk in from different entrances of the school or whatever. I guess they're never getting dropped off again. And for some reason, she's angry that he wants to pretend to have never known her after just having sex with her. M- women, these mysterious creatures, will we ever understand them? They're, I think they're like Martians, right? I think my favorite thing about watching this show, right, is just watching as everyone kind of infects everyone else in this show with their unique shittiness. Um, And Rui, credit to her, is fairly blameless for the first few episodes of this show. But if I'm remembering it right, that does not remain the case. Oh, she's going to tumble down the moral staircase? You know, I actually do want to watch this, so, so we're gonna we're 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 gonna see that together. But uh, no, 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 no one's hands are clean in this show. Natsuo's are the most immediately fun. dirty, filthy, even, and and it just kind of always is just getting worse with this guy. It is something else. So in this school, they agree that instead they're gonna pretend to be friends. If they act out the sort of domestic skit in the classroom that convinces the other girls that she's not actually a bully or what have you. I think the concern was just she's cold and doesn't know how to socialize, which no, it's I really get an that. auto it's an autopilot character I was kinda like that in high school. I just did not start con- I, I would end any conversations that people tried to get in with me. Honestly I like Rui. I empathize with Rui right now. Uh right now is important. Does she kill a dog? <laughs> You know what? No, we're going to do more yeah, of no, this. We, so we, we, uh, we'll, like, we'll save, we'll oh, save that. Yeah. We'll save that. I have to have my stories. Yes, I need course. my stories. Maybe this so is he, what getting older is like. You just you just understand soap operas now. Because mm. I think if I were 22, I'd, I'd either think this show was boring or I would get no enjoyment out of these shitty people and the shitty situations that they create for themselves. Speaking of uh, Kazuo being a sort of a black hole of a human being, after she, like, I don't know, does his hair for him in the classroom as one does in all normal non-incestuous relationships, the whole sketch thing happens and he goes home. And, oop! The love Hina force is in effect because he walks in on her in the shower. So I don't know what there really is to say about this other than it's, um, you know, it's fan service. Uh, honestly, as fan service goes... In, uh, in shows, in this show, it's not even that amazingly gratuitous. They they actually just I would say it, it's a little gratuitous. I don't know. I've seen a lot of gratuitous fan service. This is... They, they make an effort to have it very much be Natsuo's gaze. Like, every time there is, you know, a shot of titties, it immediately cuts back to Natsuo looking at these titties, right? <laughs> Boy, he he's not an eye contact kind of guy, huh? No. Um, it's... I, and I think I actually kind of respect the fact that both of his new stepsisters seem to see right the fuck through him. 
Yet they fall into the vortex nonetheless. Because Rui, after he walks in, starts asking him for a round two. Now that it's explicitly incest, I guess maybe that adds some kick to her. I don't know what's going on in her head. I think that she may also be a murderer is what I'm getting at. <laughs> but yeah, she asks him to for a, uh, I don't know, a rebound doig after he failed to kiss her sister. Points to him, he says, fuck no. What he should say is, can we end the madness and, and the charades and move on to the rest of our life? Like, we have the whole second yeah, half of crime and punishment to get through. I don't even think that he, he gave her that strong of a no. I think he just did not have sex with her twice. Truly the picture of restraint. Uh, he so, does stay in the bathroom half naked for a conversation, though, because he's a manipulative for, dick munch. Oh, uh, for the whole time. Yeah, Um, in fairness, he was invited in, but... The, the proper la. the proper answer to to that invitation is no I cannot attend, and it may seem like it's paced out when I describe it on this long podcast. This stuff really cascades at a speed where I'm still processing the last fucking thing that they put in front of me, and then, and then another sort of one is happening. Are watching it unfold, and it's really. Oh, like I said, this show is so goddamn juicy because the way that it is paced is actually perfect for watching it just get dumber and dumber and dumber and more melodramatic. Yeah, it really rockets through. So then there's a family dinner, and it's weird. I want to stop beating around the bush here to explain why everyone is awful. Um, so Hina... She's running around with a married dude. That's just a thing that we find out. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, maybe not the most upstanding thing to do. But to her credit, you know, Natsuo comes into her fucking room at night and says, and tries to call her on it like it's his fucking business. And to her credit, she says, it's none of your business. Yeah, okay, so before this, there's this whole extended comedic sequence where he, like, talks to his friend at work. And he has this boss who... Is this, I don't know, camp gay archetype that... I think this is anime's version of the magical advice Negro in terms of just the... It could be. Yeah, no, they, they show up a lot. I remember, like, even as good as it was, Full Metal Alchemist had the, had the funny gay guy. Yeah, so, whatever. That happens, and because they're talking about all the people who come to this bar, restaurant, whatever, place of eating and drinking to talk about their problems. And one of the problems is this woman who's in an illicit affair. And it turns out... That it's Hina. It's Hina chan. Hina Nay. No, it's, it's Hina Nay. Right. Oh yeah, there's a whole thing where she says, "I'm gonna be a good sister to you." In the first episode, she's not. And she's, she's not. She's she's a, such a fucking lie. <laughs> All well, these people make, are fucking liars. But she makes him call her like Hina sis, and it's weird. It's like super weird. It's super weird. It's the first page on your porn streaming site. Those first three videos that you sort of scroll by, it's those. Honest to fucking god, I. This is the fucking plot of a porno, by the way. And I am remembering that the manga, for a good long while, was way more R-rated than the anime has been. Oh, is this like a Fate Stay Night situation where they adapted an H thing? It's not that H. It's... Oh, it's like the etchy kind it's, of it's wavelength? E. It's very, It's very much E, yeah. Wow, so we're actually looking at the cleaned-up like, version of this product. With a capital fucking E. <laughs> The uh, E is a slightly larger font than the other letters. Yeah, and, uh, it's, and then, it's actually a word art thing. It's got, it's got that purple italic thing going. As it went on, it got a little bit less so. But I remember early on in this in this manga's run, it was, yeah, it was capital E etchy. Which I think in the manga made the whole this is a porn plot thing make a little bit more sense. 
Uh, because, no, it was just, you know, it was just a little bit of porn. Fl- or it was just a little bit of porn. Not, you know, like, lowercase p porn. So, he goes back to their domicile. And decides that it's his fucking business to ask her about this affair. And her... At this point, it seems to be the, the peak of his guilt as it's like... There's some subtext of, but I thought you were for me to this. Oh, absolutely. Well, but, there's that. I also would really like to pause here and just imagine his thought process. The mental gymnastics where he convinced himself that this was his fucking business. Yeah. There's a certain degree of separation between your lives and other lives. Then there's a degree of separation that's between your life and your fucking stepsister's life. And he looks at these border lines between people. And he has a sort of personality that sees these border lines as a disorder that he must cross. <laughs> and as he crosses these border oh, lines... These lines, these annoying little things. I will step over them and on them. He decides it's his place to first grill her on this. She says, you're a child. Accurate. Uh-huh. And then he tries to, then he tries to kiss her. And I sort of expected a sort of Brock Lesnar suplex kind of thing to emerge from this, uh, but... I think I was just yelling slap him, or I was yelling slap him at the screen the whole time the scene was playing out. But then this thing's telenovela comes out, because she basically pushes him off. Slaps him. Slaps To her credit. Pulls him back in. They almost don't... It gets... They really draw the shots out on that one. It's uncomfortable. I'm gonna go ahead and say the fan service is, like, gratuitous in this one, but I'm on a different wavelength here. No, I've, you've been in this shit too, man. Don't act like you haven't. It's not that gratuitous. Okay, maybe not in the scale of, like, weeaboo media fair. But but this was... I think this is actually the point where everything's fair game. Because, like, no, you just did that now too. <laughs> At this point, whatever shit hole you dig yourselves, you can fucking die in that hole now. <laughs> And I don't care. I don't feel sorry for you. When they teach you about writing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they teach you about the eight deadly words that you never fucking want to hear, uh, which is, I don't care what happens to these people. Um, <laughs> but there's a weird fucking asterisk, addendum, whatever, what have you, to that, which is, I don't care what happens to these people, but I want something to happen to these people. It's a bit like being at the gawking section of an execution. Oh no, absolutely. There's there's such this there's such a bile uh aspect to this show. Just really I think I've made this comparison something different, reference it, but it gave me the experience where I could understand for a second the appeal of being a woke Twitter person, like deciding who was cancelled this week. You are the person that deserves reproach. You must go into the pillory. Not so you are the simple one. Yeah, not so was canceled. Hina is canceled. Evidently, Rui's gonna get canceled. Rui's, Rui's a little bit less canceled. I'd say out of the three of them, she is the least canceled. But like, yeah, yeah, Rui's a little canceled. You have the entire scale there, from your Weinstein's to your fucking Terry Crews incidents there on the show. I could really let my uh, inner Puritan out a li- out a little. And that's good sport. (laughs) So after the kiss slash near doinking incident, he starts tearing up and on the liminal level, the surface level that he perceives, 
it's because oh our family life here is so broken how I can i beat live the with this, shit out of this kid <laughs> but you can smell it and once again the reason that i give the show credit it's not like the show isn't aware that he's a shit and that oh, he's absolutely. not just mad because he's not getting it in it i don't even think it's asking you to empathize with him at all like maybe it is a little bit but but more it's just it's it's more just kind of looking at you kind of sideways just being like hey you want you want to you want to see what this, what this fuck gets up to next? Hey, want to see a dead body? And like, honestly, God, I think my answer is yes. I kind of am rubbing my no-leaf clover together and hoping to get a real school day's ending out of this one. Oh man, wouldn't that be something? That would give me a lot of vitamins. <sighs> I would draw life from that. Oh, I think, I think the the manga is still ongoing, so. I, I can't even check to see if we do get a school uh, a school day's ending out of this one. I'm glad it's not finished. It'll be like we're all going on this journey together. together yeah, I... Oh, fuck. God damn it. I might, I might just catch myself up on this fucking thing. God damn it. I didn't need this. I've got other shit I was gonna do. No, Sam. We might catch ourselves <laughs> up on this. Oh. So yeah, he cries after getting kicked from the room. And he runs off to stay at his friend's house as all 17 year olds do Do leaves a little note behind and Rui finds him somehow after uh, after his friend also i should give um his work friend credit uh god his name escaped even though he is an entertaining character um oh yeah fumia fumia Fumia, thank you there's a nice recurring gag where every time they have a little physical struggle it ends with fumia holding him in a wrestling hold and they're actually legit holds as as an enthusiast myself like yeah i think cage does that move i think he does yeah yeah and and i think okay so it might have just been the generic anime glomp but originally natsu greets this guy with a pretty well executed spear um (laughs) I have to wonder if the uh, if the mangaka is a mark. He might be. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty big in Japan. It is very possible. I would not call that a uh, conspiracy level insight. No, I, I like I like when little things like that make it make their way into completely unrelated media. Yeah, yeah. It adds a, it adds a little personality. It gives me something to point and say. I recognize that. This gives me comfort. But at this point, it gets into the fact that uh, Kazuo... It's Katsuo, right? Natsuo. Natsuo, fuck. I've been saying Katsuo the entire episode. You've been saying Katsuo once or twice. I, I, I didn't want to correct you, but yeah, no, we could... Uh... Oh, well, sorry, everyone. I am a, a sinful person. It turns out his name is Natsuo, not Katsuo. Whatever. <laughs> Mr. Blue Hair, he turns out, is a writer, which... It's brown. Let's be fair. It's brown. It's brown. It's brown. Yeah, it's brown. God, I, I think... Okay, this, is the, this episode is recorded the day after St. Patrick's Day, and I am dying. <laughs> I am a corpse. I uh, I went to a job interview today and I was hungover. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you're getting a second interview today. At work, I was just staring at my screen and thinking, I hope they don't expect me to produce capital today because it's not going <laughs> to happen. That's not, that's not happening today. I am the hangover it's just, it's version. It's not in the cards. I'm the hangover version of Bartleby the fucking Scrivener today. Because <laughs> I'm not working. So, Natsuo with an N... Is a writer. And for some reason, this keeps cropping up in romantic leads and ma- anime manga over the last five years. And... I feel like they also tend to all be trash, too. 
like as I feel like it's almost a fearful maneuver not just in the originality sense but just in terms of they're they're having trouble riding someone who's too far away from them so say uh he likes riding and he's uh struggling to be understood yeah yeah those are human things because they're my things and he's a creep that's not my thing i'm a creep (laughs) he is a few layers of creep I I actually don't believe that I caught it the first time around when I was reading the original manga, um, but this this was several years back, um, before I became more educated on shall we say the um the red flags the hallmarks of creepdom, mm-hmm. you know just the convenient lies that dudes tell themselves, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and oh man, there's something really fucking caustic about this guy who we are asked to sympathize with and even empathize with. Oh, he is radioactive. You, if, if he walks by four turtles, you're going to get Michelangelo through Donatello out of them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think the only, you know, generic shonen slash sign-in protagonist that I have had a greater uh, immediate negative reaction to was the, for our purposes, nameless protagonist of... uh recreators who um starts out as milk toast and then as we get into the show we learn is actively just a myopic horrible human being <laughs> whose fault this all is um and Natsuo is a horrible myopic human being whose fault this all is <laughs> Natsuo in some ways is real in that he is a person we all know oh, absolutely. and have this is, met in our lives. This is a man who exists in real life. This is a man come, who exists in real life thousands of times over. That will come to you every two weeks talking about a new romantic work personal disaster that is everyone's fault but his. And, and he was a to, pillar of virtue throughout. And he will try to get you to empathize with him. And you're going to have to pretend to do so because, you know, you, the two of you work together, right? And you just, you don't want it to be weird. You kind of have to keep the peace. It's not like he's getting fired anytime soon. Or if you're like me in high school, because he has an Xbox. Because he has an Xbox, yeah. Yeah, my version of that guy, actually, he became like a hard right guy later. It was kind of fucking crazy. He's a he's full MAGA train. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Trump's words, they're like people, but less so. Uh, Hello, shit, everyone. Shit. Welcome to I... Chapo's Weave House. How's it... Post your hog. <laughs> Post your fucking hog. If this were Chapo's Weave House, though, we should probably be giving liberals some shit, too. But no, no I don't, I don't want to go off on Beto work right now. We're start, we're, we, we need to be talking about anime. Yeah, let's fuck. All right. So anyway, uh, Rui shows up. It's Rui, right? It's Rui, yeah. Okay. I've only screwed up one name the entire episode. That's good. I think you actually referred to Rui as Katsu at one point. Oh, man. <laughs> like... Me and proper nouns have a party. <laughs> but go on. So Rui shows up and, you know, sort of cute. He's can I stay here too? Because, you know, he's done the whole runaway from home gambit in protest of his sister's affair, which doesn't actually 100% add up because... Those are consequences for his parents, right? For his parents. Really, no, not even them. Those are consequences for Hina and Hina alone. Right? 
I mean, like, the idea he should be making a statement to Hina, but his parents are the ones who are, like, actually affected by him doing this. Oh, by him running off? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Hina's affair, because, you know... No, no, I'm saying, like, him running away to protest his affair. He wants to do something to strike at Hina, but he just does this thing that dicks over his dad. And when he gets back home, by the way, they are signing the divorce paper because they think their kids have just hard vetoed this entire thing, which they should for different reasons. Well, yes and no. Or His dad is misinterpreting his behavior as acting out because he does not like this arrangement. Um, this is this is a fair misunderstanding. It's, it's, it's an honest mistake that he's making um, here. Though, in these circumstances, the correct response to this is not to immediately cave the way that they were about to immediately cave, but to call your son, um, sit him down in the bed... Uh, hit him really hard and say, "Go fuck yourself. Grow up. This isn't your yeah." Call. This dad's version of uh, the sort of Kenny Loggins song, "The Gambler," just goes, "You got no one to fold him. No one to fold him. Do some folding. Do, do a whole lot of folding here. Guess what time it is? It's folding time." I I really do respect how accommodating his dad is trying to be. His not so does not deserve a man this pure as his father. And I don't even know if it is his real father because I don't know how such a shitty human so, being came out of him. I am 27 and a half years old and I have gone through 27.4 years thinking that it is wrong in all circumstances to hit your children. <laughs> and now I can list at least one circumstance yes. in which it's okay to hit your to children. Hit your children. <laughs> And it's when they've been lying to you about their two-way incest desires that they have been slowly positioning themselves in this guy over the last week as you are trying to build some semblance of happiness in your life after your wife died. But no, your son really just needs to start drilling down his stepsister. And they they, they, they mentioned this was 10 years ago. It's not like this happened before, you know, Natsu had a chance to properly grieve or anything like that. No, no. It's, I'm not really sure what I'm getting at here, but fuck Natsu. <laughs> he comes back mm-hmm. and Hina is so happy to see them because she thought she you know lost them because of her actions. And I'm watching and I wonder... Through what dark human magic has the moral initiative landed in the show's economy in Natsuo's sight? See, here's the thing. Um, This whole time, right, I'm trying to figure out, and I'm having a really hard time, uh, whose side the narrative is on here. Um, And if I should like this show, because I do like this show, despite everything. I think it's on I the side of a detained. Belial, uh, Lord of the Pit. Lord of the Pit. So we talk about authorial intent for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if I'm on the author's side here because I'm having a very hard time figuring out uh, if the author is on their side or not. I'm wondering if it's even the right question on my end because I feel like this guy is just making these Wendy's sliders and here's me picking up the fucking bun and looking at the pickles and saying, hey, hey, these look frosty. Hey, you, you told me shit was fresh. Hey, hey. Get back here! And I'm screaming at the fry cooks in a Wendy's, and I'm just making a scene. Everyone else is trying to enjoy their fucking burger. And here's me saying that they've been tweeting lies for two years. And that the Burger King will be hearing of this. Who, who's the Frosty in this show? Because that's, like, the best part, right? 
Unless, like, people really fucking love Baconators, I guess. I don't know. I don't eat much fast food. I suppose that his interactions with his uh, bulbous friend are the Frosty. The Frosty. There is a sequence where he is imagining what he would do in our main character's shoes. And in his imagination, he is this chiseled, clean cut. He's, like, way hotter than he is in real life. And it's a good It's a good game. It's a really funny... Like, I have no problems with that joke, and I think that I would nominate him for the Frosty of this program. Okay, yeah, um... What what's his name again? You've got it written down. Oh, uh, Fumia. He Fumia, is Fumia. Fumia wins the Frosty Award, uh, which I just made up. So Natsuo mm-hmm. and Rui enter their second plan, and at this point, two of the little 007 schemes have already collapsed. Like there was one where they're gonna say they didn't know each other at school. People already think they're doinking, and they're correct. And they they like good job people. Right. No, good job Vox Populi. They're all they're all immediately smarter than these two already. And now they're embarking on this new plan, which is they're going to make Hina stop her affair and confess. Because they just refuse to fuck off out of this girl's personal life. And Natsuo knows that he has unfinished business because he was almost in there, I guess. And he's not going to let this go. He's not going to let some married man steal his sister booty, I guess. It is fucking fascinating watching him pretend to care. Like he cares about Hina and her well-being and her yeah, emotional Natsuo's health. Yeah, Natsuo's carrying a, a tiny cross behind him and the weight of that thing is sinking his feet into the earth as he slowly breaches hell. <laughs> and I like watching him go There's there. There's something, that, uh, honest to God though, it's compelling fucking television. Because I can't underrate the days of our lives kind of aspect of this thing. I remember watching True Detective years ago. And Woody Harrelson's character is a bad fucking person <laughs> who who just who just runs around on his wife just all the goddamn time. He deserves every bad thing that happens to him, but it's still just great to watch. It's gripping to watch because he's such a realistically bad person. And Natsuo, mm. I'm going to give them credit. He is a very realistically written terrible person. And I think that might be what this show's strength is. Here's the thing. I was the one who pitched uh, Domestic Girlfriend for this And episode. I went along with it because that's the kind of choice that I make. And I think I've been putting too many decent things into my brain lately. I've been reading some new books. I've been getting back into science fiction. I could, ha- I could hold a conversation on a date with a real person mm-hmm. who was outside of these trash circles. So when he brought that domestic Kanojo to my footstep, I jumped on it like a dog jumps on its own waist. But now I'm reevaluating um, my thoughts on this thing. I brought it to Denard because I thought, okay, yeah, we could probably jump on this. And maybe it'll be a challenge, right? Because it's um, it's a little bit more oblique in its trashiness. But the more I'm talking about this show, the more I think I appreciate it. Maybe for the reasons that the author has intended. Like, I am entertained by this. This drama, I find it strangely compelling. <laughs> I these people do, and the shit that they are doing to themselves and to one another, I want more of it. I do like to turn on a pirated TV stream at work around 2 p.m. and listen to people yell at each other in Spanish about affairs and someone secretly being a serial killer, as they often are in a telenovela. Mm-hmm. And I really hope one of these people is secretly a stabber. Is secretly a serial killer? Yeah. I think it would be too easy. I want it to be Hina. Hina needs to be stacking heads for me to be fully engaged by the show. I wonder if this is a show about Natsuo's journey from just regular creep to serial killer. Oh, season one Dennis to season eight Dennis? To season eight Dennis. Yeah, no, it, 
Could happen. Probably not, but it could happen. It would be great. This is Bundy Origins we're, we're, we're writing here. My friend Natsuo. My friend Natsuo. I think it'll be a media sensation. Mm. My, uh, my closing note on this show, or at least on a related note before we jump out. Mm-hmm. I want this to end the way that Seinfeld did, where everyone's on trial. Because Natsuo's a creep. Rui doesn't seem to understand boundaries or people. Hina is, for lack of better words, a hoe. And I want that trial where the judge says, you're all terrible people. You're all going to jail. You're all going to jail now. And you We're going go. to throw you to the Lions you... or woke Twitter or a Fox News morning show, Tucker Carlson screaming at the camera I segment. honestly really want these guys to um, go to the, the Jean-Paul Sartre hell. You know, the little, the little hotel room, right? Mm-hmm. These three... Absolutely, they belong. They belong in that room together. They have earned that room, the no exit room. Yeah, no. Um, hell is other people, and it's called domestic girlfriend. <laughs> this is uh, this has been Sam Mute Monkey Lego. This has been Denard Blind Monkey Dale. You can find more of Weebu Hell on your podcasting platform of choice, or over at SeeMoreEvil.com. Yes, SeeMoreEvil.com. You should check out SeeMoreEvil.com. This has been Weeaboo Hell. It's It's Weeaboo Hell. Testing, testing, testing. Theme song. Theme song. Theme song. Yeah, that thing is a real dun, score. Dun. Good job, Mr. Hart. Oh, it's like oh. Chef's Kiss. I might put this might be our episode singer just gushing on this fucking theme song. I, I just I, I'm, I'm so into it. It is so my it is, it is so my fucking jam. I'm I'm very glad I spent a lot of my very little money on that song. Mm-hmm.